0: What's up, everybody? It's Mike and Mark coming from LRM Online with the LRM TV podcast where we give you all the up-to-date news on television shows on the superhero genre era. Um, This week, we're going to be recapping a lot of the news that came out of the interviews that were uh, recently um, released from the television critics uh, roundup. And we're just going to go down the list show by show of all the big announcements that you may have missed this week, but we'll also kind of talk about it a little bit more in depth. Uh, So first off, we're going to talk about Monday night, starting with Gotham. This probably had a lot more information get put out there this week than um, most of the other shows, Um, but we got the first look at the Mad Hatter played by Benedict Samuel, Um, and Kind of taking a, a more traditional approach mm-hmm. and more honest looking Mad Hatter than I would have expected coming out of this show. Mark, what do you think about the look of him? Uh, I thought it looked good. I think one of the reasons why I think
1: it looks good though is I really, you know, like many others, um, enjoy the 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 groundedness um, of Batman characters, the mm-hmm. uh, realistic take on them. Oftentimes, um, you know, I know some people like that, some people don't, uh, but. I, that's what I've always liked about Batman in general is that he is this quote unquote, you know, like just at well above average, but you above, know what I yeah, mean, just a little above yeah, average. Yeah, just yeah. a bit. But um, you know, there's in like there's a, a possibility that maybe he could be real out there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That I like that aspect, and to see uh, kind of what the the Mad Hatter, Jervis Tech, may look like if he was actually an individual. Um, is kind of interesting, and one of the things that I I know is kind of a, the comic book counterpart, but I like you know when he's seems extremely kind of psychotic more so than really focusing on the Alice in Wonderland aspect yeah. from it. Um, you know where he's kind of saying his little rhymes and this and that. I I, I like the when he's portrayed in that psychotic um, nature, and it seems like a way that they could. Go with it,
0: uh, which could be interesting. Right? Yeah, it seems like more and more we get of the Mad Hatter um, from the Arkham games mm-hmm. to you know what we see now with Gotham is that the slowly transitioning that persona character away from the Alice in Wonderland inspiration yes. to more of a diabolical using chemicals, using mm-hmm. you know his tech that he does have to influence his people's minds and and um, you know their. Um, their views on things and so forth. But yeah, I think Benedict Samuel was a good choice. He kind of fits that, um, that look with the long hair um, idea. He, the the hat to me look good, Kane, mm-hmm. everything. And he, like you said, he looks more human than anything else, but it's more of a grounded look. And, you know, the one thing that we talked about um, on the previous podcast with the uh, with show of Gotham, that it's the beginnings of these characters becoming who they are. So they didn't really, you know, put a lot of the, in wonderland look to him mm-hmm. you know it's more of a sophisticated look you know you wouldn't really know as the mad hatter until he puts that hat on so um definitely interesting look that they came out with it they also came out um the producers of the show um talking talking about how this season we're going to get a proto killer croc mm-hmm. and a proto harley quinn mm-hmm. kind of saying laying the groundwork for those characters not necessarily um, or teasing that we may or may not see the actual Harley Quinn, Harley Quinzel mm-hmm. um, before she becomes Harley Quinn, but more or less of where that foundation is. And then I've already kind of talked about in the season three San Diego Comic-Con trailers that we kind of see maybe not Killer Croc, but what is Killer you know, could be the, the lead up to Killer Croc mm-hmm. in the uh, the teaser where, you see that larger than life mm-hmm. type of uh, not person because they got scales coming out of the back of their jacket in the prescription drugs, uh, drugstore drug That now we get to see you know two of those characters, Killer Croc. Not really a popular character, um, you know, just recently in Suicide Squad and had very little time in the Arkham games and not really a big character of the comic books, the, the, were I remember Killer Croc m- mostly is from the Batman animated Anyways, series. Yep. And that's where you also get the origin of Harley Quinn was the uh, animated series. But she is the more popular version. So season two was all about would we or would we not see the Joker? And we kind of get that groundwork with Jerome. And now we're getting the tease of Harley Quinzel becoming Harley Quinn. Um, I don't know. I mean... So it, it probably would be around the same time period. So if you think about it, Joker is going to be older than Batman, always will be. Harley's usually in the comic books, in the animated series, and even now with Margot Robbie's uh, adaptation of it in Suicide Squad, younger than the Joker. Um, so would you expect like a Harley Quinn to be Bruce Age you know, type deal, or do you think they're going to go... Or do you think they won't even show Harley Quinn at all? I think... I don't
1: think that they will show Harley. I think they will allude to her or have um, individuals or kind of little nods or Easter eggs towards someone who could possibly be her eventually. Uh Um, Because really I think what they may try and do is, is come off of some of the well, however you look at it, but success of using characters like, well, not necessarily success, but the screen time of, of Harley and Killer Croc, like, people are going to be uh, who are going to know who they are right. more now. Um, I, I wouldn't, you know, I I don't know if I would go full scale, like, hey, this is who Harley's going to be. Um, I think it would be cool to, like I said, kind of allude to that, uh, but make the um, audience kind of Guess too if it, you know if that, yeah. maybe that's who it may be. Or I think it is,
0: really worked it well with different. like the Joker Jerome yeah. saga. Mm-hmm. Everybody thought, Oh, Jerome's the Joker, mm-hmm. then they just killed him off, right?
1: And, oh, and They're like this is the idea, yeah, that they created, and that someone out there,
0: you know, or even like, the episode where they did the Red Hood, you th- mm-hmm. they oh, the right. Red Hood kept switching from criminal to criminal, and you're like, Oh, he's the Joker, oh, yep. he's the Joker, oh, he's the Joker, and right. I think that's so, yeah, I, I kind of agree. I think we won't see Harley Quinn, but we could see maybe versions of Harley Quinn coming around and so forth. Like, I really think, I, I, for the longest time, I thought Barbara Gordon was going to be, or not, um, oh, um, uh, Barbara King, uh, King or Keen, or yeah, um, Jim's girlfriend from mm-hmm. season one, whatever. I thought, okay, this is the, 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 the footsteps for, um, for the Harley Quinn and so forth. But Well, and another reason why I don't, want
1: them to really show who Harley is, is because there there are there are some areas for me, I guess, that I don't think should really be touched, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them, really, I kind of had an issue with it at first, was when I thought that Jerome was the Joker, and I was right. just like, you know, I just, I, I like not knowing the Joker's origin, because it just, I mean, I... Not necessarily origin, excuse me, because we all, you know, we know about the Red Hood and um, Ace Chemicals. But I mean more or less much about him before that. Yeah. And you know, I know in the killing joke they, had they, uh, you know, have ideas where he came from. But that mysteriousness just adds to his character. Mm-hmm. So when I first thought, like, I was getting this complete origin of Jerome being the Joker, I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. That just kind of doesn't do it for me. But then when I saw what they did with it, I was like, that was interesting. But also for me, I really feel like, you know there was no Harley until she met the Joker. Right, yeah. You know, I, like, she was, you know, his psychiatrist, and met with him, and then eventually it was that. So, like I said, going full-scale Harley, I don't know if I'd necessarily want that, or that would be that great, but I think if they had, um, you know, maybe an individual who, I, I don't know, where you could see, like, ooh, that could maybe down the line be her... Like, you know, maybe some weird, like, I don't know, psychological tics or something, Mm -hmm. you know.
0: But uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like like you said, it's... I don't want to know too much, Mm -hmm. um, you know, too much backstory behind it. But, you know, we've gotten so many different versions of it, whether it was Suicide Squad, Arkham Games, comic books, animated series of how Harley Quinzel became Harley Quinn. I don't know, per se, if we will be introducing to that Harley Quinn persona, but maybe... Now that we've been introduced to Hugo Strange and his laboratories and so forth, maybe we were introduced into a character um, that becomes obsessed with Mm -hmm. her clients and becomes obsessed with, you know, connecting and uh, feeling, you know, loved and so forth. Because that was Harley Quinn's, you know, you know, M.O. was that she was a psychiatrist, but a person that wasn't loved Mm -hmm. and then the joker gives her a little bit of attention Mm -hmm. and she takes it and runs with it and becomes you know obsessed with the joker and to where she becomes harley quinn and does everything for the joker even as all the times that we've seen in the animated series and uh comic books where he basically just shuns her away she comes running back to it so maybe not necessarily the harley quinn but harley quinzel um type of persona that we might see Mm -hmm. um but yeah, the, the proto-Killer Croc uh, is interesting to see because that character right there has not had a lot of love in the comic books recently or um, in really any anything Batman-related-wise. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, Suicide Squad introduce, you know, Killer Croc. Out of all the characters, I think he's the one that gets, the you know, forgotten the most, you know, in that group and so forth. Um, but... That's gonna be an interesting. That's gonna be a very, very interesting take on it because so far they've only introduced characters that were humans that transformed, maybe in personality or mind wise, and just altered their you know personality. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking about a person who will become, you know, basically a crocodile mm-hmm. and half man, half beast. You know, Gotham has done a couple of incident, like a couple of cases with Clayface and so forth, but it'll be interesting to see where we get that. Proto Killer Croc storyline from. Mm-hmm. Um, we also get this season the reintroduction of Poison Ivy um, or Pamela Isley before she becomes Poison Ivy, um, but it's going to be a very different take than what we got from season one and early on in season two, where Ivy was a young girl of the same age as um, Selena Kyle, is now played by Maggie uh, Geha and a lot older. And mm-hmm. we the explanation that we got from uh, the interview is that Hugo Strange had a character that could age people really fast to the point where they die. And now that character had touched um, Pamela, but only for a short while. So he aged her to the adult version. So you're talking about a girl who's basically skipping puberty, Mm -hmm. you know, in an entire sense. And um, are we getting a... Ivy, that's, you know, going to be Poison Ivy, not so much. Uh, Kind of what was explained to us was that um, this interpretation of Ivy so far right now is that she's going to be using her looks to manipulate people. So um, it'll be interesting to see um, how big of an impact she plays on. I think she is going to be a love interest for maybe either Harvey or Jim Gordon because now Jim's single again and Mm -hmm. so forth. And to get... What she wants is to use her sexuality to that. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of torn
1: with this one. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. And I think because at least so far, a majority of the characters, um, age-wise, has made sense. Um, you, you know, I, I feel like Batman in the comics is close to the same-ish age of most of his villains or there's a bit of like a maybe a 10-year gap or something like that yeah um but i always felt as if you know selena and pamela i mean you know because in in the movies pamela or i'm sorry not the absolutely not the movies no, for, for pamela <laughs> Isley for poison ivy but um in the comics you know, and I know it's part of her powers as well, but she she, she does, um, you know, uh, kind of seduce uh, Bruce at times and has that effect. And there seems to be a much larger age gap between them now, which I don't. I, I understand the way that they're, yeah, playing it, but at the same time, in the long run, I think. I don't know. I did, that, yeah. that one doesn't seem to match for
0: Unless, me. Unless, like, we get a uh, explanation that the effects of the transformation for her being a young girl right. to an adult, she stays an adult forever? Yeah, does or, she like, now age extremely slowly? slowly you
1: know. Or what, what does... And, I, you know, then that could make sense, or does she eventually, when she, you know, works with plants, find something that keeps her... You, you know, yeah, keeps I, her from aging. Uh, uh, then, um, okay, but I think... That was the one thing for me was kind of like, you know, all right. I don't know what the age difference might be. I mean, she looks like she's probably, like like you said, like Jim Gordon's age now, mm-hmm. right? And there's obviously a drastic difference. So when I think about the comics, how much older Jim Gordon is and Harvey Bullock is, it's kind of like, I don't know, could you see this, like, older Poison Ivy seducing? Right. You know, that's, that's my only... Well, and
0: also, too, is that um, in the animated series... Before Ivy became Ivy mm-hmm. and Dent became Two Face, they dated.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. And that's, and so. Oh, that's right. Um, I wonder if they're going to go that route because Dent's actually older in the Gotham series and not, and not the same age as Bruce. Yes. Where in that's the true. comics, Bruce and, and Harvey Dent were, were, yeah. were friends in like college area, in, in the ages. Right. And growing up in that era, became friends and when he became district attorney and so forth became uh that's when he became 2 Face, mm-hmm. but i wonder now if maybe that's where they take the love interest sure. is that you see ivy and dent become more of a, a match made in heaven type mm-hmm. deal and that's where maybe their relationship becomes strained and ivy you know or pamela be starts that transformation into ivy and we see dent maybe start that transformation into 2 Face because we mm-hmm. haven't gotten a full just we've only gotten a little taste of um you know harvey lashing out and Sure. Right, his other persona of mm-hmm. being Two Face. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, IGN got an interview with David Mazows, who plays uh, Bruce Wayne uh, this past uh, weekend. He had a lot of interesting things to say. He, you know, they, um, he wanted to somehow in the near future incorporate Superboy into the show or at least give it a nod to it. Um, you know, he thinks that would be cool. Um, I don't know if you it would definitely be cool if you could do that but then that what that does is it opens up the doors of you know bringing in superman villains or so forth mm-hmm. if you have a superboy because if you have superboy he's not in metropolis yet he's still in kansas mm-hmm. you know and i know that gotham's going in its own direction not really staying you know close to the comic books you know origins and so forth but it, There's a lot of different things that, you know, would it be cool? Heck yeah. I mean, it would be awesome if we had a Superman show, Superboy show, so forth on Mm -hmm. television. I mean, it's great that we have basically some sort of comic book show Sunday through Friday night now. Um, But I don't know. It's that, you know, it's great hopes. Will it happen? Probably not. Um, Just because of you got to get away from a little bit of backlash from Batman versus Superman and so forth. I think. Those two worlds need to be separated for a while before we ever see those two get back together on television or movies. But um, I th- I
1: th- yeah, I think a, I think a nod is fine. Um, but I I just I don't know when that was one of the things that somewhat worried me about the end of season two is when you bring in this that kind of supernatural aspect, and I know there's a, a there's a, there is a supernatural aspect in, in Batman. That's fine, but. It just, I think it has to be handled well and in small doses because if you look at obviously, like we've talked about before with Arrow, you know, um, even w- with Smallville, you know, I-, I used to enjoy Smallville in the later seasons. It just got. T- I, you I had think like you
0: Lantern come in, like how yeah, Jordan come and stuff I, like. I think you get the
1: chance of it. Turning from something that's grounded and relatable to something that's kind of, especially on TV, can be kind of campy. Right. And then it's kind it's not as real. I think a lot of times we like individuals like like Bruce and Oliver Queen and that because they are relatable uh, to a certain degree. And when you get into some of those other areas, you are bound to lose some of that. Mm-hmm. Um where it's kind of different with the flash because the flash starts off like he's relatable in some ways in emotional wise but right. you know, you're starting off with the character in a certain way already mm-hmm. so i just i don't know i i'm not sure about like i said i think a nod is fine i, I love easter eggs but i don't know about full scale
0: yeah i think if you bring in full scale cast somebody a superboy then what that does is cause confusion on the CW mm-hmm. world because now you have Superman that's going to appear Super in Supergirl yeah. and so forth. And, you know, you don't want it, I, too much of a, of a muddled mess and so forth. Um, because what ends up happening is, is what happened with Arrow where they introduce all these characters that we all, you know, know and love. And then, wait a minute, we want to, you know, DC wants to use them. For the movies, so now you got to take them off. And yeah, you got to yeah. find a way to get rid of them. Um, you know, and it's not
1: a shared universe at least right yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean, you it, know, it's, it's obviously
0: now And this was before Arrow and Flash and all right. that became shared universes. That Arrow was basically, you remember we had Solomon Grundy for one episode. We had you know, mm-hmm. um, Deathstroke or Deathstroke, you know, for a, a full season, and now we're not getting them back. We had Deadshot, you know, who was the Suicide Squad that wasn't really a Suicide Squad and everything, you know. Um, Yeah. So I think if you open up that door, it's got to be clear and concise, Mm -hmm. okay, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it for all the shows and just let it, let's just have fun with it. Um, The big news that came out this week, though, moves over into the Supergirl Flash world where uh, your favorite uh, type of. A musical is going to be happening. We get a two episode musical that is going to be uh, directed by Joss Whedon. How excited are you that the Flash and Supergirl are going to have a two episode musical? I'm not excited. Um, don't lie. You watch all the Glee? I do absolutely. <laughs> you know if it's singing
1: and dancing, I'm in. Um, no, but I just I don't know. I just I don't I don't think it fits.
0: You know I who's just... a fan of this? John Hunter. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He is going to flip out when this show premieres. Mm-hmm. He'll probably dress up and
1: sing and dance along with it. Yes. Um, but I just I don't know I. I think for me I, I just one don't know how it'll fit into the storyline and whether it's a dream or whatever. I okay that's fine I just I don't know I've never been able to get into the musical tv shows and i just it's not how i know superheroes <laughs> i get i mean you know depending on who it is i guess but i just it, that's not flash or supergirl to me um and i know they may try yeah and you know we were talking about it earlier i know you know a lot of people have singing backgrounds and they were uh, they were on glee and they you know i i know that pe- some people enjoy that but i don't know for me i just it depends on what they do with it. But what for me, song pers- would
0: you choose? I, I mean, just I
1: feel like it's wasted episodes to me. Would to you do a lot of
0: Journey? Like don't stop Oh well, absolutely, stuff, yeah, absolutely. Oh, maybe like, a little Lionel Richie. Well,
1: you know that now we're talking. Uh, yeah, well, or a well, little George Michael. Careless oh
0: Whisper. yeah, Careless Whispers. You know? Get the saxophone yeah. out and stuff. Then I would watch. It. If you had Cisco playing the saxophone and then. Barry singing "Careless Whispers." I mean,
1: okay, now we're talking. It, we're, All right, now
0: we're talking. We're we're going. Not, now you have me hooked. I think we need to direct this. See, you know, this two I think that's
1: been the issue. Absolutely, um, but I just I don't know. I like I, just, I said. I think I don't know. Don't go on the musical route. I just I don't know how they're gonna work it in, and
0: I just I think if feel they feel like fun with it. I think honestly, if they do it like that, where they have fun with it and do like little Debbie Gibson or like just make fun of it like type deal Yeah. Like, like, then go yeah, for it but if they actually try to make this a serious, serious type of episode <sighs> and and make it a real life musical where it's you know West Side Story it's gonna yeah, bomb it's
1: gotta be some sort of parody yeah and it's
0: and without a doubt you know
1: I, I still don't even know if I would for me personally if I would watch it I just I don't I don't see how it fits in and I'm sure they'll you know I don't know. I just, I think for me, I we've talked about it before. We see the way that like Arrow and stuff kind of went downhill, and I just, I don't want it to be that. Right. I know, and it's fine if it's a one and done. But I, I'm afraid that some people watch it one week and be like, "What the heck is this?" And the, you know, I just, I don't know. I, I, for me personally, I can't get into it. But we'll, I don't know, Cisco we'll on the Sacks.
0: Barry sing a little careless whispers. Now, yeah, yeah. I mean, then I mean, I then guess I'm you watching bring it. me in. Yeah. But rather, if, it, if there's no careless whisper, then I'm not F- it. forget it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on into uh talking about the Flash on Tuesday nights. Um, there's two main um main stories that came out. Uh, Gray uh, Damon got casted as Mirror Master. You covered that story. Mirror Master, not really a popular character. I think the last time he was used was in the early nineties or somewhere like. But he is a Flash villain. He oh. was in the, I mean,
1: I uh, aside from comic wise, he was in the 1990s Flash TV show second second season, I believe. Oh my, you would know that you have season. it on DVD. I absolutely do, um, <laughs> and uh, I absolutely have it on DVD. Um, but yeah, he, I, I think that for this season could actually do some cool stuff with it though. Um... You know, he's an individual who can manipulate reflective surfaces, can mm-hmm. transport himself in that way. Um, I think they could do something somewhat interesting with him, but really what I would like to see is, you know, and I don't know if it'd be this season, maybe next season, just having Flash's rogues gallery together. Cause yeah. In the comics, they work together off and on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that could be pretty interesting because, you know, you already have... Uh, Captain Cold, Heat Wave, Weather Wizard, right, um, Mirror Master. Uh, we had a Captain Boomerang, but I don't know if they can use him or not sort of thing right now. But, um, yeah, you know, I think it, it, it could be interesting seeing what they do with it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I mean... To me, as long as it's not like the main villain of the season, I sure, think we're right, fine. Mirror Master's okay. Kinda like how they brought Mark Hamill back to mm-hmm. play as the trickster. Mm-hmm. That was definitely you know, those two episodes were great that you played with the weather wizard too. Weather wizard yeah. and so forth. Um, yeah, it, that's not a okay, it's issue to me. Oh, longevity type. Right, yeah. You're not you're not carrying this character on for four or five episodes mm-hmm. and stuff like that. The only issue I had with the Flash season one and season two was the amount of like just throw away metahumans that they had on there. That you know, mm-hmm. he the who was the villain of the week and the somehow, some way either died or end up in the Adam smasher. You know, of yeah. yeah, or end up in the in the star labs <laughs> lock area where there's no bathrooms and no food. So you got to assume that they die. You know, <laughs> yeah. in there. Um, yeah. Well, they give them a big
1: belly burger, right? Oh yeah,
0: big belly burger. That's that's what just feed all your villains that. So they can get nice. Which and wouldn't dry. be expensive at all. No, not at all. Um, so um, yeah, I mean not. A, not my favorite choice of villains, but hey, you know sure. when you're when you're limited on, you know what you can use because the Warner Brothers movie executives mm-hmm. tell you this is, these are off limits, the popular ones, and mm-hmm. you got to go with what you got.
1: Yeah, uh, like I said, I don't I don't think it'll be anything extended. Yeah. I think it could lead to a Rogues Gallery kind of reuniting, and I know they kind of did that once already with uh, who else was in it? Trickster,
0: Weather Wizard, Cold, Go. They Captain Cold, because Captain Cole right. is the one who who that's right. uh, just deceives Barry and yeah tricks everyone at the end. Yeah, that was cool, stuff. you know. They could do yeah. something
1: like that with a different set of characters. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. You know, we'll see, yeah. we'll see which um, way it
0: goes. The other uh, big story that came out for the Flash was the other main villain we got. So in the uh, trailer this, San Diego mm-hmm. San Diego Comic Con was Doctor Alchemy is going to be basically the main villain of the first part of the season. and Then it looks like the second part of the season we're going to get Savitar, which is a Another speedster. Mm-hmm. So three seasons, three speedsters, um, uh, as the main villain. Savitar is a little bit different, um, where mm-hmm. instead of working individually in the comic books, he he amasses a cult following, mm-hmm. and they kind of do his dirty work for him and so forth. And but it's the same storyline that he wants to be the only speedster out there. Yeah. Um. So. I hope they don't follow the same storyline again because, you know, season one was great with Reverse Flash. Season two was okay um, with, you know, with the same storyline they had, just, a you know, a different interpretation of a speedster um, with, uh, what's his name, um, not rever- is Zoom. Zoom, all right, thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Reverse Flash, we got Zoom, and now Savitar being another speedster. Just please, please don't do the same exact thing you did for the first three seasons. What I could see them doing. Because if if season finale is Barry goes back to his house to save his mom and does something else. Different. I swear I will throw my remote control at the TV. Yeah,
1: I I agree. I agree. Um, Something I could see them doing with Savitar is, and it depends on when they use him. Because I thought maybe, because we've seen some pictures um, of Wally West going up against him. Right. Yeah. Um, so what I've thought about is maybe that's how Barry gets his powers back, maybe. because in the comics, Savitar, he can he can take speedsters powers, but he can also give right the power as well. So I thought maybe because, you know, with Barry, quote unquote, forgetting his powers, maybe that's the way he gets it back. Or maybe that's the way that eventually. Wally after Flashpoint gets his powers. Yeah. You know, I, I could see it and if they use him in that way, I'd be fine with And Maybe with that.
0: He, he does a deal with Savitar to get his his powers back and right. then he goes back on it, you know. Sure. And, so forth. And, and and
1: I could see that which is interesting because Savitar has that ability to like take and give the power. Um, as long as like I said, I if if that's how he's used, I think that would be fine. Yeah. Um I just I once again, like you said, I wouldn't want it to be a, maybe a season long sort of thing or dragged out, kind of like they did with um, uh, with Zoom at times. Um, but I could see him being used
0: in in that way, possibly. Right. Um. So we'll see how that works out. Um. Moving on to the next show, Arrow. Got a lot of other big information about that. Um, probably the biggest one. After season five, there will be no more. Oliver flashbacks. Well, hmm. But,
1: <laughs> yeah. You, you got to also read it carefully, because that's what I first saw. It. I'm like, yes. But then they said flashbacks to the island. Other,
0: yeah, flashbacks to the islands, or that the other characters would have yeah. flashbacks, or flash-forwards. flash forward was Oh, like, my right? gosh. Uh, I mean, okay. this show is getting yeah. crazier and crazier right. each season. It's not, no longer is this guy stuck on an island for five seasons, but in five years, this guy went from being stuck on an island being sent to china being sent back to the island now being sent to russia then has to get back onto the island to get it back and then we're done with that and now we're going to say hey let's look into other people's backgrounds and so forth i mean and here's the thing if they use it kind of sparsely i'm fine with that
1: yeah and that's something that they said is maybe it's not an every episode thing there might be episodes without fine you know if you want to do that and do like a a, a brief one of, I don't even know, you know, it depends on what, what wonderful character we get this time, you know. Um, but you you do see that they are planning past season five. Um, yeah, I, I you know, it depends on how... They, I, I will say this, though. They realized that they did not handle the flashbacks well last right, season. Right, they admitted to that. Because, they, which is good, and hopefully they seem to have learned from that, you know, because he said, well, you know... Um, I wanted to see if we could do something with it not being connected directly back to the plot, but that they right. realized that that had fluidity issues, and people were like, "What is going
0: on?" Well, what got me about the flashbacks last season is that okay, this is supposed to be a deserted island where Oliver basically learns this. But for first season, there's a freaking military like yeah. learning how to shoot down planes with missiles. There, okay, maybe. And then he comes back, and there's another group of people that are, like, digging in the ground trying to find an idol. Like, I thought this was a deserted right. island. Well, how big is this island, you know? And, and
1: how wasn't he, like, so if all of these groups are there, you, you know, how isn't he either, like, noticed or say, or something along those lines? Seriously. Like I said, first season, it kind of made sense because, like... You know, he's shipwrecked there, and then it made sense with the Slade Wilson sort of thing. But I honestly thought they were going to do something with him being on the the island for five years Well, maybe not five years straight, because I knew the rush that thing had to come in. But, like, you know, to bring him out and back and out and back,
0: it's just – my thing is, like,
1: how in the world are they going to – like, what is going to bring him back to the island?
0: Yeah, I, I have no clue. Especially I mean, at this point. They need like, to change the name from the island from Lian Yu to, like, the Bahamas. I mean, so, yeah, know. because it's like, it, yeah, it just... Your number one location to... Well, I that the sad part is, the flashbacks
1: to Leon Yu is what I enjoyed, actually, in seasons one and two. Right. I, I thought it was... Back amazing. when it was a deserted island. And yeah. it was only, like, five people learning how to survive, and then, you know... Well, it you know. made sense. It made... It, there, there was a connection, okay? Oliver learned to live on his own. Right. He had to learn to fend for himself and it was this change from this like uppity um, rich boy to having these survival techniques and then it, then you know it changed and he's like trying to save people from this like there's huge a secret military deceit. trying to shoot down planes and then there's just, a like, scientist no, that has
0: control of a ship that's has, trying to find just, the mirakuru yeah. then you have Another military facto, you know, facto trying to find a secret idol. This island has so much going on for it. I mean, I'm waiting for like the lucky charms. You know <laughs> what? Well, yeah. I mean, there's to so come many... out in a pot of gold just. I mean, this, is,
1: this island seems so amazing now. Like, why don't people want to go there? This you is know? where <laughs> everyone
0: should be taking their vacations.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I want to see what they do in Russia. I want to, you know.
0: Yeah, no, the Russia uh, I'm interested in going to Russia, doing the Fight Club thing. Yeah. I'm definitely interested in how he gets back to the Island. Interesting, yeah. but not really interesting to me anymore. So I'm glad they're getting rid of the flashbacks and you know not using them as a as a kind of anchor to the storylines right. uh, mm-hmm. of the future. Because if I hear Oliver one more time say. I was not on that island for all five years or there's something I didn't tell you. I mean, come on, dude. Mm. You know There's got to be something else. A yep. um, couple other n- little tidbits that came out this week. Uh, Greg Berlanti basically confirmed that there would be no plans for any type of Batman characters. Uh, there have been little talks here and there that maybe Nightwing or mm-hmm. Oracle might appear, but basically shot all those down. Um, and then they are trying to figure out a way to bring back Matt Ryan as Constantine, because uh, the that episode episode where he showed up in his past season did so well that they're trying to find a storyline or an arc where maybe that he could you know re- reprise his role as Constantine and be so well. I don't think that Arrow would be the right show no. for Constantine. I thought Put him it was on Legends. Yeah, exactly. Put mm-hmm. him on Legends if you want to bring back Constantine. Um, now that you have Justice Society for Amer- of America, mm-hmm. you know, showing up on that show, you know it would be great if he introduced Justice League Dark. You know, Mm -hmm. because remember, Constantine was part of Justice League Dark. um, So... And not
1: only that, but you're already somewhat trying to somewhat distance yourself away from that magical aspect. Bringing Constantine back on, I mean, that's what it is. Right. You know, and if really ratings-wise that helped out Arrow, well, bring on Legends to maybe boost their ratings a little bit more. You know, their ratings are okay, but... You know, I just, yeah, I don't know if Arrow is the show. to and we, Yeah, I know there's this connection between the two, but I, I don't know if that's
0: really the show to bring him back on. Yeah, so, you know, those are all interesting tidbits. Um, Stephen Amell did tw- uh, Instagram a photo that they were all, um, mm. they were shooting the big crossover event where it's basically the boots of himself as Arrow. Then you had Supergirl's boots, Flash boots. Um, you, in the background, you could see, Uh, Brandon Routh's uh, Mm Adam suit and so forth and I think it was Heatwave's gun in the background too White Canaries uh, White Canaries canaries boots also so it'll be interesting to see Um, so hopefully we're in for a good season Um, then moving on to the next show uh, Supergirl on Monday nights um, a couple little tidbits here they're gonna add Miss Martian um, gonna be played by Sharon Leal and add Mon-El for those who don't know Mon-El is kind of a a version of, um, Superman, Superboy type of mm-hmm. you know, it, not a Superboy, not, a, not necessarily a Superman. He's a cousin, isn't it? Yeah, he? A cousin, and um, and he's kind of he's his character's been reinterpreted over and over and mm-hmm. over in the comics. Um, you might remember him as or might know him as um Largand, but. Mm-hmm it's going to be more cousin based. So now we're getting more of the Kryptonian showing up on the show. We already had Martian Manhunter in season one, Miss Martian, um, not really a popular character from the old comics, but more recent. Her appearance, uh, was in teen Titans in the mid nineties. And she's more or less, um, you know, a family member of Martian Manhunter, but she is different than Martian Manhunter, where she doesn't like portraying herself as a Martian. She's sure. going to take more of a humanistic form and. um, and so I doubt we'll see her a lot in the Martian outfits uh, as we've seen uh, Martian Manhunter as. So, um, and then old, you know, a little bit older news, we got Linda Carter who played Wonder Woman in the TV series. Mm-hmm. Um, is going to be doing a role as being president of the United States. So we'll have a female president, which be interesting if mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton wins because then we could say this show actually predicted the future. Exactly. Um, Flashpoint. Yeah. And then probably the biggest news that we got... Um, out of it was that Kevin Smith who directed an episode of the flash last season is going to direct an episode of Supergirl. Now he's gone on his podcast and basically said that when he directs an episode, you know, like when he showed up to direct the flash, he really doesn't do anything. It basically, the scripts all taken care of, you know, he just kind of gives his little input here and there and they tell him to back away. We know what we're doing. So basically it's a fun chair to sit in while you, which I, I I died laughing when he admitted that. (laughs) Um, so if anybody needs a director for Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, Legion, uh, Legends of Tomorrow, Gotham, whatever, we're here. We yeah, can that's definitely, fine. That's fine. I can sit in the chair and you guys can tell me to just <laughs> stop talking. Yeah. Um, the next show moving on to Legends of Tomorrow, probably to me, this was the biggest news because I'm a big fan of this actor, but uh, Lance Henriksen is joining the cast. Um those of you may remember him if you're around um, during the Aliens movies. Um, he played Bishop. Uh, he'll be joining the cast. Um, Sarah Gray was casted as Starge- a star girl this week, which is a part of the Justice Society of America. So now we're starting to see uh, more and more pieces of the Justice Society built up. Um, uh, Mazik Richardson Sellers, who played Vixen in was it Flash or Arrow? Uh, She's Arrow. You know, she will actually be joining the cast of uh, Legends of Tomorrow, not, know, not really knowing how many episodes she's going to be playing, but her character, Vixen, is now going to be a kind of a, a more solid character in the Arrowverse, but more or less on the Legends of Tomorrow um, aspect of it. But um, who would you think that Lance Henriksen would be playing on this show? Um if you're older... So, mm. Henrickson's older right. and so forth and has that kind of, like, mystique persona. Like, if you think about Bishop's character and so mm-hmm. forth, I think, you know...
1: It's got to be... I would think for his status, it got to be somewhat of a more established... Yeah. And so,
0: I think Dr. Doctor, uh, Doctor Fate uh-huh. comes to mind. I yeah. think that he might actually be playing Dr. Fate as a Society of America. Maybe not as... Um, in full costume or, sure. you know, full, you know, character. But I think that's what, if, you know, pu- you know trying to link it to some of these DC mm-hmm. characters is, this show is so difficult because there's no background to it. So it's kind of like hit or miss. You're basically throwing right. a dart up, you know, at the board and seeing what it lands on. But um, if I had to put my money on it, I would say Lance Henriksen is going to be Dr. Fate of Justice Society of America. I'd like that. Yeah. Um, you know, Vixen, I don't know how she's gonna play into it because she's, see, she's like Constantine mm-hmm. where she has that magical powers and so forth. That's where I think if Constantine came back yep. into this, this Arrowverse, you put her with her and create like a Justice League Dark that can interact maybe you know here and there, um, and you know we'll see where that goes. Um, and then last show we'll talk about today is um, Agents of Shield uh two big castings. Um not really a uh, a new ca- or not really an established character, but more of a new person into the show is uh, Parmidir, uh Nagra is going to be casted as an anti-inhuman politician. Um so it looks like Agents of Sealed is gonna go since they did the big inhuman storyline last season they're gonna go now into the anti-inhuman which were we're more Um, comfortable with that storyline being with the X-Men and Mm -hmm. the anti-mutant, you know, uh, registration act and so forth that we saw in the movies and the comics and the animated show and so forth. Um, I think it's a smart, smart storyline to go after because it's popular, it's hot, and you know, especially with the X-Men using it so often, you know, people are going to be comfortable with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I, I think that's a good way of doing it the The second casting, probably the biggest one that was uh, reported first on LRM, was um, Gabriel Luna was going to be casted as Robbie Reyes, and we, you know, got the scoop that Ra- uh, the, that Ghost Rider, the Robbie Reyes version, was going to be on Agents of Shield. Um, and this is a different Ghost Rider than our normal Nick Cage fans would like, you know. Um, <laughs> Yeah, this this version doesn't ride a motorcycle sure, right. and you know um, and have the the awkwardness that Nick Cage has uh, Robbie Reyes uh, drives a you know a hot rod that you know that's the, the ghost Riders mode of transportation and so forth it just is Marvel or uh, Marvel TV trying to reach too far by trying to incorporate somebody like Ghost Rider into the series
1: you know I think it's it's gonna be kind of tricky because I understand what they want to do. I feel like they want to give it a little bit more of a, of a pull or a buy-in for people to be like, oh, great, Ghost Rider. But also I feel like for a majority of the people that it would be pulling in, it's not the Ghost Rider they think it's going to be. Right. So I see what they're trying to do, but I also don't know if that will end in some disappointment for everyday viewers who might be like, oh, I know Ghost Rider and not even the Nicolas Cage version, but, like, even... That's for people, the only version. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but for people who just know of Ghost Rider or have seen a comic book with Ghost uh-huh. Rider on it, it's not going to be that,
0: I don't think. So, no. I, I don't know. I mean, so... Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. did the Inhuman storyline, and everyone thought, you know, everyone thought mm-hmm. that that storyline was going to be the next arc into the Inhuman movies. Yeah that were supposed to be coming out, and now Marvel Studios has kind of put that on the back burner. So we're probably not going to get any mm-hmm. Inhumans movies for a while. They keep on saying, oh, no, it's in development, it's in development. Oh, no, and, you know, mixed reports of it's canceled, it's not canceled. How many I, movies have stayed in development? Right, you know exactly. What I mean? um, so I think Inhumans gets too much confused with X-Men, yeah. and since Marvel didn't have the rights to X-Men, that was their trying to. Yeah. Hey, we can we can do the same thing, but just call it the Inhuman. You know, we'll just right. use the Inhumans, and it backfired on Agents of Shield. I know that there are a lot of people that love it. I mm-hmm. mean, there's a a strong fan base for the show. It's not as big as some of the other shows, but they're you know they're diehards for it. But I think bringing Ghost Rider in is, you know, I don't know. It's it just. It, it seems like Ghost Rider would be good on a Constantine, like, I know it's Constantine yeah. D.C., but, but that type of a show where it's more about magic, more about, you know, the the underworlds and so forth and everything like that. Um, Like, Lucifer, you know, is is, uh-huh. is a good example of that where it's a good comic adaptation from the, you know, the comic book to the TV show, but they take it in their own... Um, you know, their own strides of how really bad Lucifer really is in, in the real world and so forth. So if we get Ghost Rider just in full flames 24-7 on Agents of Seal, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's a grab to try to get people to watch the show. But Ghost Rider's not the, the character that I think that you're going to bring in a ton of viewers to this show.
1: Yeah, I just, some,
0: I think it's easier
1: to adapt some characters in a movie than it is on TV. Right, um, and and like you said, also, I think the the, the context that they're used in um, matters, and, you know, that's one thing I know I know for me that didn't sit well, because when they first acknowledged Arrow as more of a grounded show, and then brought in aspects that weren't grounded, it didn't seem to match for me, and I, I feel like that might be kind of what happens in S.H.I.E.L.D., and, you know, I know that with the Inhumans are out, like you said, and, and that was yeah it was all right um, I just yeah I, I don't I just don't know if it'll be what they're going for yeah uh,
0: we'll see. So that's all the news we have for this week. Um, let us know what you guys think in the comments or if we missed out on a show that you think is really important to cover um, please let us know. Um, make sure you check out the Los fanboys podcast that comes out weekly and they give you all the up-to-date movie news films and so forth um also check out weekend warrior on wednesdays he gives out his uh movie reviews and all the popular movies that just came out any new up-to-date news interviews so forth uh indie films and then starting this week on monday we have comic uno who will be giving you the comic uno weekly rundown letting you know what she feels is the hot items to watch look at and basically cover for the week um Check us out again. You know, Sorry we had to come out a couple days later than normal, but schedules You know, just couldn't arise. So next week we're going to be covering a little bit more, and then hopefully in the next week or so we'll start to get into a couple shows that are starting to premiere in the uh, later August, early September area and move out that way. All right, guys, check us out later.